I've, I'm not like jerking off to cyber fights is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, I find it interesting. And also it's like, cool. They're if you were very attractive. To but, like, cyber fights, this show will be put in like an even more wildly horny context. Exactly. And I like, already not... think that <laughs> us being thirsty is overrepresented slightly. Yeah. We're not as thirsty as, as people make us out. We're to not be. as thirsty as we talk. <laughs> exactly. We're very respectful. Hello and welcome to Wrestlesplania, the show where wrestling enthusiast Kath Barbadoro introduces wrestling to me, Rachel Millman, a new fan. Hi. Hi, hello. How are you? Good. It's been a long, uh, like, half an hour since we recorded our last episode. <sighs> so many, so many moons have passed. <laughs> <laughs> we each took some quiet time. Oh, yeah. We should, like, just do that more, I yeah. feel. <laughs> everyone should but like specific to us because i'm going to be a narcissist about it like i feel like it was good to recenter yeah maybe that's what we should do when we like break at the half hour we should do a guided meditation oh that's what we should do and then we can put it out therapy? as and then we could put it out as a bonus oh our guided meditation what are we going to break into asmr oh god we got to do that here let me okay how's I didn't, that sound nate i didn't get to say it when we were recording <laughs> with her because i assume her episode is going to be out by then i'm not sure but go ahead in case solo it is. should break into the asmr market she has a really good voice yeah like there was a certain point where she was like had her hands near the mic and i was like just do the thing do the do thing, the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway i'm sad i well it's not sad per se that we are not talking about solo in this episode our topic today is <laughs> Is the revival? Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm really interested in this episode because this was one that you suggested. This was a topic I'm for an episode. More power. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you now that you know more. Yeah. Like, you can you can decide like can, what you're interested in. I can guide my journey. Exactly. So I'm curious why the revival. Well. One, I met him and he was nice. We met one I met of, Scott Dawson yeah. uh, on the plane. He was very nice. He is actually, I believe, the uh, only man on the WWE roster with Russell Splania merch, last we knew. That's true. Yeah, so you should explain the context of... Yeah, so on the plane home from WrestleMania, uh, I had done uh, Rachel's world tour of bothering uh, wrestlers in the Delta ter- Terminal. Right. <laughs> if you've if you've listened to the show since then, you may remember the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've brought it up a couple of times, <laughs> mostly because it's really funny. Um, but the final, you know, he wasn't the final. The final was Rhino. I'm lying. Uh, one of the final wrestlers I met on the flight out of New Orleans was uh, Scott Dawson was sitting directly next to me on the plane. Was he next to you, same row or across the row? Across the row. He was OK, but you but guys were like adjacent. But like, it's Delta, so he's closer than you are right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you are definitely breathing the same air for sure. But like I didn't. Okay, so since I was so new, I didn't actually know who he was, but like WrestleMania, you can just tell who a wrestler is. He has huge mutton he chops. He has huge mutton chops and he's jacked. Yeah. It's like going Clearly around somebody and like seeing the people in a tail and being like, oh, I wonder if they're a furry. Like, no, obviously they're a furry. Sure. Obviously it's a wrestler. Um, and like I said hi to him and I texted you like, hey, I'm next to Scott Dawson on the plane. And like, I how did you figure out who he was? Um, I Googled wrestler with mutton chops. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then the other the guy who was next to me was like, thank you. I wasn't sure who he was either. <laughs> uh, so like poor guy. Um, but I said hi and I was like, sorry to bother you. And he was like, no, it's fine. Uh, and we took a selfie together and it's cute. Uh, and then I texted you and you were like, give him our merch. And I was like, I'm going to do it when the plane lands because this man deserves a fucking nap. Sure. And I turned him and I was like, see you at the end. And he was like, I'm just going to listen to Casey Musgraves because I love her. Have you listened to her album yet? Like he he did kind of a come to Brazil to me about Casey Musgraves, <laughs> which is wonderful because she's having a great year. So him by proxy, he is too. And then uh, the flight landed and I was like, hey, by the way, sorry to do this to you. Like everyone else here, I have a podcast, but we wanted to give you some John Cena as a Porg pins and our <laughs> card. And he tucked it in his wallet and he said, I'll keep it forever. And I said, thank you for lying. Aww. <laughs> but 
I like to think that before he threw it out, he was like, hey, look at what these girls did to John. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely part of it was that you met him and he was nice and he likes Casey Musgraves. Yeah. But that certainly isn't all of it, right? No, that actually wasn't all of it at all. I was just like, oh, cool. I met him. And then that was yeah. it. And I was yeah, like, yeah. maybe we'll cover him on the show one, one day and I'll learn more. Sure. Or I'll naturally get into him. Yeah. Because he'll definitely be on TV. And that is why this episode is really happening, <laughs> which is that they had to stage essentially a public protest to be <laughs> fucking put back on TV. Yeah. So uh, a while ago, we had this idea to do a series of bonus episodes uh, about dudes and ladies, but it's mostly dudes just because they have so many goddamn dudes on the roster. Yeah. But like people stuck in sort of the lower tiers of WWE in like wrestling on main event, like low mid low mid carters on like two oh five live, like people like that, which we lovingly refer to as the shadow realm. Yeah, and you were like, people don't know that term, but I think they immediately know what we're talking <laughs> people about. People get it when you say like, oh man, no way Jose, he's lost to the shadow realm. <laughs> like people get it. That was how the term originated, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. about no way Jose. Yeah. But so we were trying to think of how we were going to inaugurate this uh this series and Rachel was like oh I want to do one on the revival so had you like seen them wrestle before or you were just like they seem I interesting hadn't. I hadn't I had seen people being like god damn I hope they get their release so they can go to AEW okay yeah and I had seen them I saw one I think it was Scott tweet like hey we have an upcoming match on main event please watch it yeah and we were like oh no that's so sad and we were hoping <laughs> people we're kind of expecting them to get the release, but they didn't. Yeah. But they're the tag team champions again. Yeah. Which is, I get that within the narrative is like a great victory and it's another fun iteration of like blurring the kayfabe, but that's the most like, here's your treat. Get back in the cage thing with the history of the way WWE treats tag teams. Yes. <laughs> it, it's so it's really interesting. Like we decided to do this episode on them as like your typical, you're like archetypal guys who are good wrestlers, but who are stuck in this like no man's land. Like who, where is main event even on? It's on in like Dubai on like Saturdays at 2 a.m. Like no one sees this show. And so we were like, oh, these guys are perfect. They're a perfect example of that. And then by the time it came to record the episode, they've been tag champs for like three weeks. And it's like, oh, OK, well, uh, I, it's they still are like have that period in their history and their way out of the shadow realm is so interesting. I mean, I think that's how they, that's why they're the leaders of the shadow realm now <laughs> because there's hope. a way out. Yeah. There's a way out. Um, and yeah, it's also, it's kind of in line with a lot of the ethos that we pray, praise on this show, especially in our Pac episode of like fight your boss. Yeah. Be, fight your boss. Be a shithead to where you work until you get what you want. And like, you know, they don't have a union, but two is more than one. And I think them being together probably helped them unite. Yeah. And I think that's something you've brought up on the show before as like a, a theory on why tag wrestling is so devalued is because it the more people are working together, the more organized the labor force is kind of because like you all are talking about your salaries. Yeah. You know, you're talking about your position within the company and how the company treats you like you just have a more an immediate like confidant in a way that if everybody's working for themselves against each other, you don't necessarily have. It's like vaguely tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Of sure. Me, but I don't know. I don't think I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, I it clearly worked for the revival. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've like had kind of an interesting trajectory. So it's uh, two guys, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. Big, thick boys. Very thick. They look my immediate um, association with both of them before I'd even seen them wrestle very much was, oh, they're the Tom of Finland guys. <laughs> That's like what they look like which to me. is wild to say in wrestling <laughs> right because like everyone's a tom of finland guy <laughs> yes yes but they Even like the twinks <laughs> yeah it's like i think because like scott dawson's mutton chops are very that and they just have these like yeah big thick white guy bodies which I mean, is like what tom of finland is all about i think i've talked about uh gay manga and the massive t-shirts but yeah. they kind of look like those guys too which are very tom of finland yeah just slabs of beef 
Yeah. They're two big slabs of beef. They're both from North Carolina, um, which I like. They have cute accents. They do. And uh, yeah, they wrestled for NWA, which is like barely a thing anymore. And then uh, they got paired up together in NXT and uh, they ruled. They were awesome. Yeah, they they had a lot of fun. Yeah. And they were like big, big time, uh, big time NXT stars. Yeah. Big time kings of fuck mountain. Totally. (laughs) And uh, that's the first thing we watched was um, a an amazing two out of three falls match they had with DIY, which is, of course, uh, the recently reunited as of this episode, Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. So what's fun about that is that I obviously knew who Gargano and Ciampa were I didn't know that their tag team was called DIY Mm -hmm. so we were recording something a couple weeks ago and somebody was like whoa crazy DIY are on Raw and I didn't want to be like who's that but I was like oh cool Uh, (laughs) whoops Uh, and then that's how I found out it's interesting like the parts that I'm missing still Mm. because like I have I have time under my belt I have knowledge you know But like this, the details that I'm still missing are just like fun to pick up of like, oh, that's a little part of the puzzle there. Yeah. It's a bajillion piece puzzle. This was interesting to me, too, because um, I wasn't really I was watching wrestling when this match happened, but I wasn't really watching NXT. Yeah. So I haven't I hadn't really seen Gargano and Ciampa as a tag team. Like I pretty much have only been watching NXT since they've been in singles and since uh champa turned so like they're both the baby faces here which i'm like not used to seeing a baby face champa and i'm not used to seeing them work together like that i uh i love uh that diy is supposed to be like oh we're scrappy sweet guys you know and they're like trying to get like a little bit of like i don't like like people who like Jeff Rosenstock and shit and like all that sort of stuff. I'm just kind of like, we're scrappy guys from the Indies. Yeah, like, but then the back of their shirt is like, do it yourself, which is very bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> but I, Jeff Rosenstock is an interesting comparison. Like, I think they're like very. Yeah, like relentlessly optimistic pop punk guys. Like well, that's that is Johnny for sure. That is like his thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and but man, he's just not cool enough for Rosenstock. Yeah, <laughs> we love him, man. Like. This match is so good. It's so fucking good. And like, I just, I don't know. I understand why Johnny Gargano has like the backlash that he has right now. Cause they, this feud has been booked like this. It was started out great. And then like the second half of this feud has just like not been booked well. And it's very Other injuries kind of fucked it up. Cause remember, uh, the, the takeover that we were at before SummerSlam, right? He and Champa had that match where it was like, "Oh, you fucked up. You counted out. You lost." But that happened, I think, because Alistair Black was Alistair out. Black it was supposed was to be a triple threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's part of it. But also, it's just like they just fucked it up. Like they didn't do it. They they didn't book the feud well in general. Yeah, and it wasn't and their fault. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know whose fault it is, but I just my point is that. You can't like I dare anybody to watch this match and tell me that Johnny Organo is not a great wrestler. Like he is so good and the revival make them look so great. Like I think that's the thing that I've noticed in all of the matches we watched for this was that the revival makes their opponents look really, really good. Yeah, And like. I, I find myself noticing not only their strengths because they're both really good wrestlers and I want to talk about their gimmick a little too, but like they just, they really let baby faces shine and they're, they're heels in everything that we've watched. Yeah. I think they've been pretty consistently heels for most of their career and uh, I just think they do it really well and this match was so fucking exciting. Like I, I just... I wouldn't show someone who wasn't into wrestling a 30 minute match, but I will say that like I don't think any person with a pulse would not find this exciting. Yes, I agree. And usually when I watch WWE stuff for this show, like you guys always give me good matches. You're very good to me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, but I, like usually it's just kind of like, oh man, this is really good. Or And like I rarely hit a feeling of like, damn it, I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. And like I've hit it with, the Becky, uh, not sorry, sorry, not Becky. I've hit it with the Sasha and Bailey match mm-hmm. where she stomps on her foot like holy shit, and I hit it with this. Yeah. Fuck, I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, it's uh, it's just really awesome, and the crowd is super into it. Um, and you can tell that 
there's a different energy with the crowd that is just as good, but it's different than being in a televised audience and like being the TV audience versus being the live audience. I don't know what you mean. Um, so I've been to not recently, but a couple of years ago, I used to go to all the free comedy central tapings. Cause mm-hmm. why not? It was free. And the thing that I always found when I first started going was that the live audience at a taping is often secondary because you know it's going to go out to so many more people, you have to play to the cameras. Right. That the they're thinking of the final product as the TV show. Yeah, and especially it's not one to one, especially with a stand up special. Yeah. Because like this is like the make or break. Like I was at the taping of Animal Furnace, which mm-hmm. you can argue is like one of the more recent huge make or breaks. Mm-hmm. Um but like that was the thing is like the you the live audience are very secondary, especially because they're taping it a couple times to make sure they get everything right. Mm-hmm. And they can yeah. edit together the best that they can edit. But usually like I don't get that feeling all the time with WWE stuff, but there's definitely stuff that's like, okay, this is for the cameras and this is for the audience. But there it's it's both and it's seamless. So okay, so you're saying that like the wrestling match is for the people that are there. Yeah. Okay. I I I, I didn't know if you meant like I, I didn't I didn't understand. But yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think that's like a clear like that to me is like what wrestling is. And that's when wrestling is really exciting to me yeah. is when it's for the people that are there because yeah. wrestling is like, it can be good on TV. And like, obviously we watched this match. I watched this match on a little laptop screen. I wasn't there. I didn't, yeah. you know, and it was still super exciting. But the reason why I don't find like a lot of WWE stuff really compelling is that the TV product is clearly the primary product. Yes. And that to me is like not what wrestling is. Wrestling is an ephemeral art form that you are supposed to experience live. And TV is a recent development for it. Like televised wrestling evolved to be an advertisement to come to watch wrestling live. And it's not really that anymore. Yeah. And like this match, I completely agree, is like people who are used to playing for a live crowd playing for a live crowd. And it's really cool. Yeah. But you the the credit I'm giving it is that you do not lose it as completely. You know. No, nothing is sacrificed yeah. watching it filmed. But it's like they're making the people there pop. Can like, you imagine how much you'd be losing your mind if you saw it? Yeah. No, I wrote down the same thing. I wrote like, I really wish I was there. Like, I can't imagine how fun it would be to be there. Get me a time, time machine for two things. This <laughs> Baby Hitler. <laughs> Baby Hitler. My other thing like that, that I always say, if somebody's like, if you had a time machine and you could like attend some event or whatever, I would go to uh, Talking Heads Stop Making Sense. Like that would be like my first stop. That's a great one. And I want to steal it. <laughs> my God. I just want to like, and I don't do cocaine, but like I would fucking do a line <laughs> and have the best time. A single line. Yeah. All you need. I wrote like, I don't like cocaine, but I feel like for that, I would, that's like the one time I would do cocaine and it would be great. Yeah. No, I had a high school English teacher who was like constantly trying to make uh, his students cooler. And he told us that the best uh, date you can, the best date you can go on is just watching Stop Making Sense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We used to do High schoolers are not worth that advice. No, absolutely not. (laughs) We used to do this thing in my, in college, uh, we would project stop making sense on a big screen and oh, then have so college and then have kegs and then like a big sound system. And it was just a dance party in like this big, like open space. When and I I've s- always wanted to do it for my birthday. Yeah. I like, I want to rent out a bar and like do it for my birthday. I think it'd be so fun. Uh, I when I say that's so college, I mean it in like a, in like a loving way, <laughs> by the way, just cause like it really is like wonderfully college. Uh, I'm trying to think of mine. I'll have to think it out up later in the episode because then okay. I'll just hold us up. But I want to talk about um, the revivals like kind of gimmick, which I think is interesting. So they're called the revival. Their uh, catchphrase is no flips, just fists. Like they're clearly trying to evoke like old school. Yeah. You know, what do you but, what do but you not in the same way that I would say like the vaudevillains went for old school? They're going a lot older than the <laughs> revival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I thought was really fun about watching them as heels in an NXT context is that, like, most tag teams on NXT are like goth Viking funeral, but they're also werewolves. Yeah. 
that's a lot of lately lately there have been a lot of like renaissance fair tag teams in yes, nxt it's extreme that's much more succinct even though i liked saying mine but yeah no it's very renaissance fair ass uh so to see guys like that in there and with their gimmick is really fun and like I mean, heels, there's a lot of different ways to be heels, and there's a lot of different nuances of, in which being a heel, but they're so fun. They are fun heels. How so? I'm just kind of like, you know, there's this big this big guy in mutton chops, and then his other big friend, and they're just like, they could take the gimmick, and it could be like a little cringeworthy of like the way Lacey Evans is of like a little too traditionalist, but like in terms of being a traditionalist, when it comes to wrestling, I'm just kind of like, we're here to do holds. Right. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. And they make their, you, t- basically what you said of just kind of like, they make the baby faces look really good because they're good at like the little details of being assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like seeing, uh, uh, both Dash and Scott do this, but like when they have somebody pinned, they like wave the ref over to be like, come get it now. Yeah, yeah. And that's just such a good little detail. Yeah, I noticed in this, there's, there's, that is a wonderful observation that they do that. And like, I, I noticed like a couple things like that in this match. Like, I like that they talk to each other a lot. Yeah. I think that's like cool, just like if you're being a smart ass, like, yeah you would be like yelling stuff at your partner and like you know they they do a good job because it's I feel like there's like an arrogant like showboaty heel and they're not really that because their thing is sort of like you know get no flips just fit like we get on my level we just fucking hit you like yeah whatever you're these little guys doing their like showboaty moves or whatever no I'm gonna put you in a hold and it's gonna look gnarly like Scott Dawson's holds in this match look crazy. They look really rough. I like, when he is like rubbing Gargano's head with his arm, he's like nugging him with his arm. <laughs> it lo- it looks really painful. It's and like, really fun bully stuff. <laughs> it is. They're like really good bullies. And like, again, Gargano is so good and he's so good at selling that like yeah. it looks really crazy and bad. And that's awesome. The, another thing I noticed that with this is that Gargano isn't doing as much of concussed faced as he does yeah. now. And that's not a detriment to the concussed faced or it, it's just like <laughs> he hadn't worked his way into being brain damaged. Yet. Right. <laughs> he does it a little but Yeah, no, he's in this match. It's a lot more. He's selling his legs. Yeah. So it's not as like head injury based <laughs> yeah his mostly most of his stuff is that he's like just bewildered that somebody is just like taking him out this much which is yeah. fun <laughs> uh but yeah they have good little details i like that because they're i mean i feel like it's okay to call them bears they're bears yeah they're kind of bearish they're uh their holds when they've got a pin uh, no i'm sorry not their holds when they got somebody pinned they don't just ha- hold the leg with one arm they grip they almost lock their arms so yeah. it's like a bear hug yeah which I thought was like a really fun little like detail to find in there. And they're very, very good at like the little stuff. Wait, their pins? When they yeah, pin when they somebody. Have, when he has the leg, I kind of want to just like do it to Nate to show you. When he has a leg? When he has somebody's leg and he has his arm. So he's not, it. they're not pinning him then. Shoulders aren't on the ground. No, no, the shoulders are on the ground. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm tired. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> shoulders on the ground and he's holding the guy's leg. He's and holding the guy's leg. interlock fingers. Yeah, and he has like his hand under his head, but not the shoulder somehow. And he's like holding them like this. So it's harder for them to kick out of it. Oh. And it's a really good little like detail. And I also really enjoy that um, when he kicks out of pins, he pushes them with both hands which one scott dawson again both of them do it really but i noticed dawson just because he's easier to track i think just visually because of the mutton chops (laughs) not that dash wilder isn't like great and fun as well um but it's it was easier for me to track him that when he kicks out he doesn't just like kick one leg he like pushes him with his whole body yeah get the fuck off he makes he makes every single one look like it counts like yeah again they're not i think like a lot of heels go with like this arrogance of like, you know, I'm going to pin the guy without even trying to pin the guy. Like, yeah. you know, cause I'm so good. I don't need to like put, hold him down. Cause he's going to stay down. Yeah. Like they're sort of the opposite of that. Yeah. And not that, that, that the other one isn't fun, but no. it's just like, it's, it's a, nice it's, variation. It's a good spin on it. And it's a good spin on a heel. Who's like, I'm going to prove to you that I'm a bully. And it's like, right. it's, it helps you project onto them because they're bullies as like, 
these guys are just like really hurting on the inside and they're being dicks about it. And it's fun. <laughs> well, it, it helps you identify with, with the baby faces. And yeah. especially like if you have somebody who's going to be a bully like that, it's such a good combo to have them be beating up a guy who sells really well. So yeah. like there's like a spot in this too, where this is like very overwrought the type of thing that we say that people get, uh, people who don't like our show get mad about. But, uh, <laughs> Like there's a, a part where I can't remember which revival guy, but one of the revival guys has um, Johnny Gargano in the gory special, which is the thing where he Johnny Gargano is on the guy's back. They're like back to back. Yeah. And his legs, he's holding his legs and his arms. So he's like stretched out on yeah, his he's back stretched out like a backpack. Yeah. And it he looks like fucking Christ on the cross. Like his arms are out and he just has this like. <laughs> this agonized face and he just looks like he's being crucified. Like it's like this perfect image and like you need kind of a sadist motherfucker to do that. And it's not like these guys wrestle a super shoot style. Like I don't think they're actually hurting anybody. No, it's pretty worked. Yeah. And it's like very WWE still like it's not like they're not like ring comp. You know what I mean? Like they're not like hitting people really hard, but they still have that same like energy about them, which I think is like, really cool and hard to do in WWE. So yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it's they. the more you think about their gimmick and sort of like just holds the, the more it's just kind of like they would do so well at the Pontiac Silverdome, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of like, they got the look. I also kind of, I decided just now that, their gear kind of looking like shit works with that. It kind of does. <laughs> That's like the other thing. I'm I going wanna... galaxy brain and I'm justifying it. The other <laughs> thing I want to talk about is, um, I like their gear more in the NXT match. I, okay. I, the other thing I want to talk about is that I really like them as wrestlers. I think they are really good wrestlers. I hate their gear. <laughs> I hate, I hate their entrance music. I hate it. It's awful. Uh, yeah, it's not good. It's really bad. Like it, it really, really bothers me. <laughs> I uh, their boots were fun to me for whatever reason because even though they were clearly not designed to look like high top Converse at all, for whatever reason, I just <laughs> kept seeing high top Converse, which I think is part of the bully thing, right? I'm I just believe like, they're kicking you and being shitty. <laughs> I believe those are known in the business as shitty little boots. <laughs> They weren't shitty little boots, though. They weren't like Minoru Suzuki's. They had like a distinct design and pattern to them. It was just that for whatever reason. They just looked like high tops. It just, it just, I'm wrong. Like my perception was incorrect. (laughs) But I was like, oh, those look like high tops. They're not. The one thing I do like about their gear is I like that they're big guys that wear trunks. Like I always like that look, especially I think if you're going for this like sort of throwback gimmick where, and again, like. I'm a pretty recent wrestling fan. I haven't watched like a lot of old wrestling, but my impression is that what they're trying to evoke is like old Southern tag team wrestling from the late seventies and eighties. I agree. Like that's what I'm imagining. They're sort of trying to evoke. And I feel like the guys who did that style of wrestling were big guys in trunks. Yeah. I think it's also because we're fans of his, like it's very Chris Dickinson to me. Okay. Like yeah. they both have like Chris Dickinson bod kind of. A little. I mean, Chris Dickinson has is jacked now. Yeah, like he's, he's like he big. He's cut more than they are. They're a little softer, but like Chris Dickinson is in crazy shape. Oh, I haven't looked at his Instagram recently. <laughs> Let's. I keep. I keep a uh, very close tabs on what Chris Dickinson's body looks like. So <laughs> I'm. A, I'm I wasn't afraid. trying to put. You, I wasn't planning to put you on the spot. It's it. fine. <laughs> I'm fine admitting that. Yeah. Uh, no, just because like whenever we seen him, he's like jacked, but he has like a little. He does. Yeah, yeah. and he's like furry, and yeah. he like yeah he. He's like recently gotten like I think he's like on a cut or whatever, but like when he's bulkier, he does kind of look like yeah, look like them. Uh, but yeah, this match was really cool, and like they were the sort of top heels in uh in NXT, and then and then um, they got called up. Wow, so many things are going to happen. Exactly. Wait, <laughs> what a wonderful opportunity for them. <laughs> that definitely happened. So they kind of get stuck doing like nothing yeah so they they get called up and um i think this is a a case of um some ill-timed injuries i think i don't lb wrote that in the notes and uh i'm not sure what what happened i think uh, there's a knee injury okay 
There yeah. was definitely a knee injury. I think there was a shoulder injury. Sure, yeah. I mean, whatever it was, it was like just bad timing and it sort of took them out of the scene. And I think it's also column A and column B because they're a tag team. Sure, but yeah. even in the even in the tag team scene, they were like not Oof. people. Because like they're like tag teams in WWE are not like the tag scene is not uh, given a lot of priority. Yeah. But there are tag teams that wrestle on raw like every night. You know what I mean? Like there, there are like top tag teams still. It's just that they're not as like not that much time is invested in those stories. The women's roster is blossoming more. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So they get called up and they debut at the raw after mania and they beat the new day like right away. So they're like, on their They're way. shit. Yeah. Like, that's a great debut for a top NXT tag team. Awesome. But then, uh, things don't go great. Um, Do the New Day ever win? <laughs> yeah. New Day are, New Day have had the belts like seven or eight times. I know. I just never see it. They're, they're constantly getting defeated in great ways because they're wonderful. But, yeah. <laughs> well, now, Kofi maybe at Mania. Kofi Mania is happening. I haven't watched that yet and I need to. Yeah, I heard it was great. Yeah. He's awesome. Like, I'm super pumped for that. I love him. I hope he makes it. But uh but yeah, so they they start doing well, but then like they it's kind of a non-starter. Like they get this like big like, hey, it's the revival, they're here. And then like there were some injuries that maybe kept them off TV. Like there's they just didn't they sort of failed to make an impression on whoever's booking you the know soda like, went flat very quickly yeah 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 and uh so they end up on uh in the shadow realm which is primarily for our purposes main event and a which, little bit of 205 yeah yeah 205 is like quasi shadow realm um we what main event is is it's a an auxiliary pre-taped program of wrestling that they tape i believe it i, I can't remember if it's before or after SmackDown or before or after Raw? I think it's before Raw. Yeah. It's like the opening matches of Raw. If he was on the plane with us on Monday, then it was Raw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically it's like the, it's basically dark matches. It's like matches that don't make tape for Raw that, that warm up the crowd are packaged and edited as their own show. Raw is already three hours. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but it's for the live audience so it's like they are like what the last time i went to a raw it was like uh gold dust and somebody else like gold dust has been on main event for like a long time like it's i'm excited for his (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um yeah and it's like it's kind of unclear where you can even watch it. It's like syndicated in other countries. It's on Hulu, but I feel like, like it airs on Wednesdays for whatever reason. But it, like where? I don't even know if it airs in a, in the U.S. anymore. Like it's oh, it's babies. just like not a thing. So <laughs> there's like if you if you're like I wonder whatever happened to so and so. They're still signed by WWE, but I never see them. Chances are they're on main event in the Shadow Realm. Oof. So like. It's uh we the match we watched with them I think was like peak Shadow Realm because it was the revival versus a tag team of Zack Ryder and Tyler Breeze because Fandango was injured because Fandango's injured but like Zack Ryder is like Mr. Main Event like he has been on whoa 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 <laughs> he fucking rules Zack Ryder come on the show uh side note we know somebody who went to middle school with you yeah connection we a friend of ours was like this guy had a crush on in middle school is a wrestler now have you heard of him is i think his wrestling name is zach and then they gave me like his like shoot name and i googled it and i was like oh it's zach Ryder." he goes woo 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 and she was like cool yeah (laughs) so of course he's from oh i shouldn't say where he's from uh <laughs> i almost gave it away but like he's no that's like his whole gimmick he's from long island yeah but like the town in long island he's from is <laughs> it's like, has a lot of money uh <laughs> i know he doesn't say it like woo 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 but in my head it's he just does that. i feel like he does oh, he says it like a precocious baby woo 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 it's i i should not do baby talk please don't but it's really funny (laughs) yeah so like we watch that just to be like this is what main event is but like as we as they're on main event um they start this like weird flirtation with the young bucks who 
I don't know if they wrestled when they were on the indies. I mean, they weren't a tag team on the indies, so I don't think so. So, like, they start, like, online, like, flirting with the Young Bucks, kind of. And, like, in Ooh. Being the Elite, the <laughs> weekly Young Bucks YouTube series, uh, they start this running bit with uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes, saying fuck the revival like they just keep saying fuck the revival they like work it into everything it was like one of the first like being the elite catchphrases to kind of like catch on and so they made like ftr merch and of like of course all this they stuff. did yeah absolutely I love now that. like everything from being the elite is a t-shirt but this was like the beginning of that one day we'll be on a t-shirt i feel it i mean we <laughs> already kind of are we made a t-shirt no i meant like a specific like uh, a being, being the elite, elite t-shirt like cash in t-shirt that <laughs> one person buys and is just like in the catalog at pwt's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they start doing this thing and like they do this it's pretty funny actually they they start doing this thing where they just like they just start asking random people if they've heard of the revival and <laughs> that's so mean it's so mean and it's like yeah like most people haven't heard of the young bucks either but it's like really funny to just be like that's um i think you made fun of it on this planet account once uh of like that guy who was like showing these people a photo of this guy and this guy yeah and they say that one seems <laughs> like a wrestlemania main eventer and the other one does it and you were like no man they're gonna say who is that <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the same thing of like of course i don't know yeah it's very like i i love that i just it's so easy to get in this wrestling bubble and forget that like regular people don't know what the fuck any of this is <laughs> like they sort of know who roman reigns is like a little they know who john cena is like i don't e i would argue that they probably don't even know who roman reigns is yeah i think if you show them a picture of roman reigns they'd be like aquaman jason Moore? yeah like that's he looks a little different yeah that's like the <laughs> best good look the best you would get it, yeah it's like nothing but it's very funny that they just keep asking people and like they just keep going revival no famous which is really <laughs> funny revival to me. no famous like again we're going down a road of like barely speaking words now like revival no famous whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> so yeah like the, it's kind of like perfect for the revival though because like the people who watch nxt and like the revival and the people who watch being the elite there's like a big overlap that's there. a big circle yeah because it's like smarky fans people who are into tag teams and then like the revival are also very funny like they're very funny online like they have both have good twitter accounts yeah like uh they like casey musgraves they're like cool yeah and it's so weird that they're heels because like they're everything <laughs> that like we love fucking around with <laughs> yeah like i'm sure we would get along with them but uh yeah so it's like they have a sense of humor about themselves it's kind of a perfect like thing and it's also a way for the young bucks to kind of thumb their nose at WWE. Yeah. You know, it's safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so like Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson start kind of being subtly making like being the elite references in WWE stuff, which is like a kind of a big, big deal. Like that's pretty transgressive for them. Like, yeah. And like smarks are going to like lose their minds. of Like, Oh, they're taking over. Exactly. So even though they're not on TV anymore, like they're trapped in the shadow realm, like people aren't seeing their matches, but their fans are still thinking about them because of this being the elite bit. Yeah. So like they kind of are like, they have a lot of fan support, even though, yeah. whereas like a lot of people go into the shadow realm and are never heard from again. A, a big segment of not just fans but like the type of fans that spend money on wrestling are like where are the revival like what the fuck yeah so yeah. but they get stuck on main event for like i don't know a year and a half or so and they're like wrestling zach Ryder, and that's the tweet you I were talking did about the woo again. I, I, I held back <laughs> it's hard not it's hard it's, it's hard really not to funny. do <laughs> um but yeah talk, tell, talk about that tweet that you saw uh so yeah one of the things that again prompted this entire episode was i saw a bunch of people quote tweeting scott dawson being like this is so fucking sad i hate wwe where he was like we have a really good match coming up on main event please watch it which is like no yeah it was really sad and i also remember him being like it's a really good match i hope they don't cut it or like i hope they don't edit it which is like ugh. imagine working that hard and then your work gets chopped up and edited and like like i know this is also a work 
too, right? Sure, this yeah. Is, this is him working fans to keep the sympathy, and this is also him, you know, working his bosses a little bit. For sure. Smart. Keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, and it's very, like, him saying that is, like, the people who like him are going to get angry on his behalf when he can't get angry. It's you know? kind of master manipulation. Yeah. Cause like he's being very positive. He's saying watch main event. It's great. But yeah. his fans know that means like, can you believe they're fucking keeping this great, these great matches, these great wrestlers it's, on main event and it, cutting them up. It's similar to Gulak being like, come to two Oh five live. It's wonderful over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it's just like interesting to me that that is like part of their story. But then also the fact that it ends up working is amazing. Yeah. Like they, cause they end up the last thing we watched, you know? Yeah. Where they won the tag belts. They won the Spoiler tag belts. Alert. And <laughs> that was like recent. And, um, an interesting comparison too, because you brought up Drew Gulak. When they win the tag belts, their recent gimmick. So they they ran with the FTR thing. So yeah. being the elite, it was fuck the revival, and then for WWE merch and for the rival, it was forever the revival. Which is also a fun sub beef because like anybody else, the Bucks would be like, "You stole my T-shirt. See you in court." <laughs> um, but I also I have to say that like. The fuck the revival thing does make sense for the Bucks because they're kind of like the antithesis of that. Yeah. Like they're everything that Jim Cornette hates. Yeah. So, other than brown people. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, no, like, that's a great, that's yeah. a, a great uh, point is like the Young Bucks style of wrestling is in kayfabe, like totally opposing the revival style of wrestling. Yeah. Like you, those two teams like stand for very different things. So it it's it does make sense that they would sort of wrestle each other and have a rivalry. And it's sort of like a perfect excuse too. Yeah. For both. Well, I mean, and not like the Bucks would get in trouble because like, who gives a shit? But like, it's an excuse for them to be like, no, it's, we're standing for what we are. Right. I, what? <laughs> Trying to quit my job. What are you, that's crazy. But uh, So yeah, they make it forever the revival, but then by the time they're on raw, they've finally gotten to raw. They've like come be, beaten back the shadow realm and gotten out primarily because of AEW, which we'll get to. But I, I want to bring up like, instead of F- FTR forever, the revival now it's FTR follow the rules, <laughs> which is like a very Drew Gulak way of being a heel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Cause like we taught one of the first things we talked about on the show was like how, you have the baby face that respects wrestling and the heel that disrespects wrestling. But another way to look at that is like the follow the rules heels are follow the rules heels so they can snitch on people. Yep. yep. Like that's why they do it is so they can tell on people who break the rules, which is a very fun spin on it. Uh, yeah. No tattling as a heel move is <laughs> wonderful. It's great too, because it's, it, it allows them a layer of like, I'm the good guy, right. which is great. And that's a ton of fun. Right. Cause like most people who are bad don't think that they're bad. So like, yeah. you know, that's a fun. And I think they even did some stuff with, uh, Drew Gulak, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. where he was like, I, I think it, at least he was like, look at these guys. They love rules. Yeah. They were like, feel a kinship. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So the reason they like get this chance to wrestle on Raw and everything is, you know, we don't know this for sure, but it seems pretty clear that it's because the Young Bucks are starting all elite wrestling, which we haven't really talked about on the show yet. Yeah. And like, obviously, the, yeah, one of the things AEW has been saying is that they want a really good tag division. And of course they're going to try to sign the guys that the young bucks have been quote unquote feuding with for like two years. Yeah. And especially if they're not being used on WWE television. So everybody's like the revival's going to leave. They're going to jump ship to AEW. Dirt sheets are popping. Yeah. And like those are dubious. Sure. But I believe it. It makes sense for the narrative. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, I don't know. How do you, we haven't really talked about AEW on the show. How do you feel about it? Um, I think it could, it has the potential. To, well, like entertainment wise, absolutely going to be a fun time. Oh my God. Like it's the young bucks are the perfect gateway drug. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun. I think they're, they have hangman. Great. <laughs> you know, at least there's there's always going to be one element of good if they have Hangman, you know? <laughs> uh, but they seem to be doing some interesting stuff. They seem to be promising some interesting stuff. But I think they have, and I'm going to sound crazy for a moment, They there's a sort of an Ocasio-Cortez uh, problem where it's like you're promising all these things and then you have to hold them to task. Mm-hmm. And like Ocasio-Cortez is 
essentially a walking meme at this point. And I think the the thing I worry about personally with her is that she's an elected official and you have to hold your uh, you have to hold your electeds to their promises. So AEW has promised some really cool things and it's time to see if they follow through on it because there is a responsibility because yeah. if you're trying to make the new big thing and you're trying to make it better not just for the fans but openly for the workers mm-hmm. then you have to hold to that yeah 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 i'm which is has been an interesting contentious fight so far but i mean i think part of the reason that we haven't talked about it that much on the show yet is uh because there hasn't been a show yet right there hasn't been <laughs> any wrestling for us to watch yeah. um yeah i i guess i would say i am i i would put my sort of enthusiasm meter as uh cautiously optimistic i'll put it at a seven yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Um, yeah. And if they're listening and they want to fly us to double or nothing and have us talk about it, we will shill for you. Baby. Yeah, we can. We can absolutely be bought. Like, oh, my God. Especially because like shockingly cheap, even <laughs> even as like even if they don't follow through on their promises, they are still less evil than WWE. So like, yep. that's like saying. And something. if anybody wants to debate us on that. Until they have the another like something in Saudi Arabia, they're less evil. Yeah, like they just are objectively less evil. Like there's, you would have to do a lot to be a worse person than like any McMahon, like <laughs> especially Vince, like even the grandchildren. Yeah, like I mean, he like probably covered up a murder for Jimmy Snuka. Like it's we don't. He's a bad person. Like. <laughs> It's Thank fine. you for saying probably. I love to know. <laughs> Allegedly. <dude. laughs> Allegedly. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, but, you but know. yeah, they uh, they the dirt sheets are saying that they're requesting their release and they're going to go to AD, AW and everyone's like, great. What a happy ending. Instead, that doesn't happen. Right. Instead, they get the tag team titles and it seems pretty clear that they were like, give us a push or we walk. Or WWE preemptively was like, oh, we got to push these guys so they can't leave because like... Or they did it to be petty to take away something from the Young Bucks, which like, they're going to be fine. Yeah, but I could definitely see just like a petty thing of like, we're not letting you have these guys, even though we don't really care about them just because that's why WWE has been signing everyone in the world for the last... Like, yeah, be, be not because they necessarily want to use them, but just because they don't want other people to be able to use them and have them be a draw. So, yeah, it, it could certainly be for petty reasons, but they do have a really good match. They ha- we watched the match yeah. with uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, and uh, it was fucking sweet. Can I just say that Chad Gable kind of looks like Pauly Shore? <laughs> he does a little bit. <laughs> He's like a buff Pauly Shore. He looks like if Pauly Shore was hot. <laughs> I I love Chad Gable. I think he's so good. Um, he's somebody who I think is a little bit underutilized. I I don't know this how was his the like first time I'd seen him. Yeah, I don't know how his character work is. Like I haven't seen him do promos or whatever. But like as a wrestler, I think he's great. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Dalton Castle, just in the in the way that he wrestles, not in the gimmick, but like okay, the he's not super big, but he's super strong for his size. He can suplex anybody. Uh, and he clearly has a lot of um, catch wrestling skills. I don't know if he was a like amateur wrestler, but he presents himself as such. That was the big thing that I immediately got off of him is that he doesn't necessarily like look like an indies guy. Like, what is the indies look? You know, but like there's a general sort of like feel and vibe that you have for an indies guy. And other than the long hair, like not really. But for whatever reason, like I immediately was like, this is like a very indies feel to it. Hmm. That's interesting. Whatever reason. And not in not that I don't enjoy the cl- minute clip that we've all seen, not in like a manufactured way like Bugenhagen, mm-hmm. but in like a genuine way. All right. Yeah. Although I'm excited to see what happens with Bugenhagen. <laughs> so fun. We'll keep an eye on him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone is. We're just... we're definitely pro Bugenhagen on this show. The mid card goofs. <laughs> uh... But yeah, like again, Revival make uh they make both of them, but particularly Chad Gable, I think, look really good. Yeah. And uh and they do a bunch of really awesome tag moves. They do this like gory special into a neckbreaker, which is cool, and then they're um they're finisher the shatter machine is like awesome they do it in every match that we watch with them and it's really cool this is also like the most i think i've seen bobby Roode wrestle i've definitely seen him live but like have we seen him live i don't remember 
Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did see him at Mania. <laughs> I I like feel really nothing for him, so I forgot. But uh, we also watched him in another very good tag match with uh, Motor City Machine Guns on the TNA episode that we did with uh, our friend Latoya Ferguson. Hi, Latoya. Yeah, Latoya has a book coming out pretty soon, by the way. Yep. We will definitely have her on to talk about it. She wrote a book about women's wrestling. It's very exciting. Good. We're probably going to use it as a Bible on this show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we've seen him a little bit. But uh, yeah, this was a, a pretty long match. So this is probably the longest thing you've seen of him. Yeah, yeah. This was a 19 minute. What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah? I loved it. I'm glad that, you know, like... Who's to say what their like pure number one goal is? But even if this was like the number two ideal, I am glad that they got an outcome. I am glad that like, you know, that they fought for just like, fuck you, put us back on TV. We're really good. And they are really good. And we even we haven't talked about how they're like such fun big boys. Yeah. So the thing that I also observed is that like, okay. TV, they are big guys. They're on TV, they're like big dudes. And they have, they have like, they they don't look like giants, but they look like they have mass. They look like, yeah, they look they have density. Yeah, like I, I feel like this is something people say sort of like insultingly, but I don't mean it in the sense that they're overweight, but they look heavy, which I think is good for a wrestler. Yes. They look really heavy. They look like when they do a move off the top rope to you, it fucking hurts. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, it, density for sure <laughs> but like when i talked to scott on the plane you would expect like guys shaped like them to like when they sit down to like have a little bit of a belly i had a little bit of a belly sure um he doesn't yeah it's just that like all these other guys are so tiny small or super cut small or super cut or both like yeah. in the case of gargano who we have now also seen pretty close right um so like no wonder they look big and yeah. also tv is like very misleading i think that's what it is because like they're not really wrestling i mean gargano's really small champa's not very big he's but skinny tyler breeze isn't very big but like zach Ryder is big and bobby Roode is big yeah so like bobby Roode has like the huge shoulders and stuff yeah so like it's not like they're wrestling people smaller than them but i know what you mean like they I, I can imagine with clothes on and like in person, they probably aren't. They just have the bot. They have the very cut bodies of like a human being, a regular person who is in shape. Yes. As opposed to like a bodybuilder. Yes. And yeah. this is not body shaming bodybuilders. Absolutely. Just, this is, <laughs> that's more for my own anxieties of clarification. Sure. But I feel like everybody will get what I'm saying. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, I thought it was just like interesting having that knowledge and being like, Oh, those are big boys. Also, they're big boys and that rules. Sure. Because you made They this- got asses too. They have they good asses. Cakes. Yeah. Uh that's another thing I like about them wearing trunks is that for whatever reason the material in this last match just looks like their asses are constantly going to fall out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so weird. Like I said, I hate their gear, but in the last match it's like they're both wearing trunks that are like too big. It's so weird. Yeah, they but they don't have like diaper ass it's no just kind of like your butt is gonna slip out at any second it's just like weirdly saggy but not like there's like a dump in there just like <laughs> just like it's too big like i don't understand why they're big i actually <laughs> feel that uh rude and gable's gear would look great on that i liked their gear a lot yeah it's like royal blue with rhinestones yeah and it says and it their just, name on the ass in red and but it, it has really nice. it in kind of like a baseball-y logo yeah. which like works for like if you're doing an old school thing yeah i it did look like it looked like old like smoky mountain wrestling like yeah. logos like i i could totally see that and since like you know bobby Roode has a recycled theme they can recycle the design it's fine yeah i didn't know that tell that story i feel like people knew this um i uh learned it from a former guest of the show but uh bobby Roode's theme was nakamura's original theme so they wrote it for nakamura they wrote it for nakamura and he was like this isn't good enough interesting give me something better which is, again, within the theme of the show of demand what you want out of your boss. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I actually, I don't mind Bobby Roode's theme at all. No, I like Bobby Roode's theme. I think it's the best that CFO will ever do trying to impersonate Queen. Did I tell you about my, like, weird association with that theme, though? Mm-hmm. So um, the the guy I was dating who got me into wrestling, shout out to Alex. I don't think he listens, but he does follow our Twitter account. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm friendly with him. He... 
that was Bobby Roode's theme was his alarm clock when we were dating. So like that's a good like glorious. Yeah, it's like it's a great way to like start your day. But now every time I hear his theme, I like you He's know so groggy. Yeah, like you associate like negative emotions with the sound of an alarm that wakes you up. Like uh, that's yeah. not like a fun time in your I life. Almost ru- ruined Stevie Wonder for myself in the same manner. Yeah, superstition is like a good like. I actually, you, like, you know what mine is? Um, my uh, alarm is Starfish and Coffee by Prince, which opens with an alarm clock sound. Oh, so it's, it's meta. It's an alarm clock, and then it's like doom, 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 doom. So if I turn it off right there, I'm not sick of the song, and I usually do like turn it off right there. But that's good, that's smart. Yeah, but glorious, like I can't. It like There's makes actually... me mad when I hear it now because <laughs> I associate it with like having to get up in the morning. It's it's a really weird theme because like a lot of the themes in WWE are like generic butt rock or like, you know. Yeah, like it's... the fucking revivals theme that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to like get it out more. I hate their theme. OK, continue. They deserve a better one. <laughs> they should go to their friend Bobby, who they defeated. Uh, <laughs> but I... His theme, like, they kind of, like, listened to Queen and, like, some prog rock the week that they did it because it hits this very odd, like, tonal change right through the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's it feels more like a, quote, end quote, real song than a lot of the other ones. Interesting. Uh, but there's also a wonderful video uh, put up by my friend uh, Assbot whatever iteration of his account he's on now because he's constantly getting banned because he's always telling the right people to fuck off. Uh, But he has a a young son with uh, my friend Carrie. Uh, But he he set a video of his son waking up and wiggling his arms to glorious and Bobby Roode retweeted it. It's really cute. If I can get him to send it to you again. I've retweeted it from the account before. It's adorable. He just got banned again, I think, for telling ted cruz to eat shit which like you know valhalla (laughs) but sure uh but yeah the match to go back to the revival i am glad that they got sort of an exit out yeah and uh they made it out of the shadow realm and uh that's very inspiring for the rest of the people trapped there probably they seem super excited to finally have the fucking belts they've been trying for like a year to to get back on claw their way back onto tv yeah so uh yeah i uh look forward to whatever they do next they've clawed their way back to be probably defeated by shane mcmahon on a paper right (laughs) (laughs) we'll see how long it lasts that's the depressing thing about this but like i don't know they seem like good dudes they i it's interesting that you said like scott dawson was talking about casey musgraves because that was like one of the tweets that lb put yeah. in the in the notes was uh scott dawson tweeting about her on the because she won the grammys and he was like excited oh he, he went on stan twitter yeah they seem like they seem like nice dudes and yeah. uh they're hot and uh scott they're good dawson at wrestling so specifically said to me when i chatted with him that he was like my wife isn't into any of this and i love it oh that's great <laughs> that's great that's like a very to me, that says something of like a guy who's like, I love to have private time and hang out with my wife. Who's cool? Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Respect. So yeah, uh, this is our episode about the revival. We will be doing more episodes on weird main event jobber dudes uh, uh, we coming up in en- the future on our Patreon. Yeah, we hope you enjoy the little taste on the free feed. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, patreon.com slash WrestleSplania is where you can find those bonus episodes as well as other bonus episodes uh, commentary tracks on matches. Um, we have a Discord for all our patrons with uh, a, a very lovely community of people to talk about wrestling with. So Shout check out that to out. The Discord. Yeah. Them. Discord rules. Uh, Patreon.com slash WrestleSplania. We're WrestleSplania on Twitter, WrestleSplania at gmail.com. Uh, I have two other podcasts What a Time to Be Alive and uh, Lie, Cheat, and Steal. So check those out. I'm Kath Barbadoro on everything. Rachel, what do you have to say? Uh, well, I have to say that if you like Pennsylvania voting rights, I have the fucking documentary for you that I made with my dad about gerrymandering in Pennsylvania. You can download it at lineinthestreet.com. It's on Vimeo. I think it's on Amazon Prime. I don't know if we've gotten it on YouTube yet. It's on those two. You can watch it. It's great. We are very proud of it. 
Um, and additionally, we have a Kath and I have a live show coming up, WrestleMania weekend. It is Sunday, April seventh at five o'clock. Congrats on getting the date right. Did you see me pull out my phone? I did. I'm proud of you. Uh, Sunday, April 7th, Splania Mania at 5 o'clock at Queensbury. We are going to be having a party during WrestleMania. Who's to say if anything's going to be watched? We'll, we'll watch WrestleMania and we we'll just, talk we about it. We just don't want to get in trouble. We just don't want to get in trouble. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have special guests. It'll be a really good time. You can pre-order tickets. Uh, you can buy them at the door. It's a great cheap bar. I think you can get a liter of beer there for $11. So Queensbury off the Halsey home. L. Uh, it'll be a good time. We're going to have some cool guests there, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see you there. And we love you. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.